Welcome to Table Stakes, presented by Xenial, where some of the most innovative and tech-savvy leaders in the enterprise restaurant scene discuss the technology they are using to solve the toughest issues they face. I'm host, Andy Grindstaff, restaurant enthusiast, technology optimist, and one of the product leads here at Xenial. And I'm Tama Looney, analytics fanatic, lifelong learner, diversity champion, and head of client success for Global Payments Ace Division. In September of 2021, Global Payments and Xenial made an announcement that was a little bit different than the expected partnership announcements that a restaurant technology company normally makes. And that is that Xenial will become the technology and payments provider for Mercedes-Benz Stadium, where the Atlanta Falcons play. Since then, there have been more venues and event spaces that have announced that they'll, they will start using Xenial as a software provider. This change in direction from the usual course of business led me to invite on uh, two men who I think would be perfect to talk about this. I'd like to introduce AO and Danny Brown uh, from our Global Payment Stadiums and Events team. AO, we'll start with you. Uh, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, absolutely, Andy. Yeah, thanks for having us. Um, my name is Aido Ose. I go by my initials, AO. Um, SVP of Product Strategy on the corporate side at Global Payments. Uh, for Merchant Solutions. Um, current focus is really driving any cross uh, business unit initiatives and innovation projects. Um, sports and entertainment, it happens to be near and dear to my heart. Been working in that area for the last couple of years. Joined Global in 2017, and prior to that, just um, have a long, enjoyable career in product management and business development, um, working for companies like Intel, Qualcomm, Bank of America. Mostly focused on mobile payments and financial services and, and retail technology. So um, it's good to be here with you guys. Awesome. Thanks. And Danny, uh, would you like to take a second to introduce yourself and your background? Sure. Danny Brown, uh, Senior Sales Executive for Exenial. I've only been here around nine, ten months, somewhere in that area. I came from NCR, 17 years leading their entertainment group with uh, venues, theme parks, airlines, cinema, and like that. Uh, and then I've spent 40 years in the entertainment business, um, working for Disney consulting and done projects all over the world uh, in different forms and other. Awesome. Well, gentlemen, glad to have you. Uh, I guess I want to start kind of first with the question that would probably would be on our listeners' minds is, hey, Xenial's a restaurant technology company and traditionally has been for decades. Where did this stadium and events uh, vertical come from? Why are you guys diving into that? And, and why do you feel like this is something that uh, this platform can do when they've been so restaurant focused? What are the crossovers there? Ayo, I'll, I'll ask that to you first. Why, why is Xenial diving into stadiums and events? Well, you know, I, I, I think Danny has some great perspective on this, but uh, from my perspective, uh, Xenial, which kind of deals with the traditional restaurant uh, vertical, we also have a number of point-of-sale solutions that are catering to food service management companies. And, uh, you know, concessions isn't that different. You know, when you think about serving a corporate cafeteria or a, a campus um, cafeteria, um, a lot of the needs that these food service management companies have in those con in that context is very similar to what you need in an arena. Um, Danny, who has come from the entertainment space, knows the voice of the customer for these uh, for these particular um, spaces better than I do. So I know he can get into some of the details around product functionality. But for us, it's just another adjacent vertical 
for us to support from an enterprise hospitality perspective. And it's an exciting one. Awesome. Yeah, that's a good that's a good pivot. You know, Danny, you've had a lot of conversations in this space for for decades. You have a ton of experience in the entertainment uh, industry, particularly around you know point of sales and the the technology needed to run those venues. What kind of conversations have you been having with people in that industry that's led you to believe that Xenial would be uh, the right solution here, and and why we should pivot to also you know service that vertical? I think we need to step back just a little bit and look at at the evolution of the venue space because the venue space has been around for a long time uh it's been venues have um have always been the last group within the entertainment space to adopt technology Mm. they've always been the slowest i mean even your uh theme parks carnivals um cinemas they've all evolved quicker than the venue space has. They were the last ones to adopt kiosks. They were the last ones to adopt in-seat service. They're the last ones to adopt mobile. And the list goes on and on and on and on. So as we step through this over the years, and you know, they've also evolved because there's this relationship between the venue and the food service provider, uh, because Prior to around six or seven years ago, the food service provider provided the point of sale. Whatever the point of sale system they chose, that's what you're going to do. As of like eight years ago, there was only two, two point of sale providers. That was it. NCR, I mean, Quest and Tangent. They were both uh, acquired by NCR and Oracle. And then there were two. And then the cloud-based solution started coming in. Uh, which started changing the technology because prior to that, you bought a system is in there for 10 to 15 to 20 years. You didn't change it. Right. It was just a glorified cash register. Um, so, but over the last five, six, seven years, it's really evolved because they're trying to catch up. Some haven't, some have put in kiosks successfully unsuccessfully some have put in mobile successfully unsuccessfully it depends on really the operator whoever's running the system as as to whether they adopt it or not or whether they change their operations to make it successful on that part of it now now we're getting to a point that the venues have to compete with a lot of different other markets your tvs your virtual your gaming a lot of things that come into place because you do not have to go to the arena or the stadium to see your sports. You can actually watch it on your phone. If, you know, if you yeah. got if you got bifocals like I have to have, but you still have to. You know, it's it's going to the movies in the '40s was an experience. So now they have to change and sort of cyclical go back and they have to change now it's got to be an experience it's got to be something i want to go see and it has to be more than just go watch the game so a lot of stadiums i think mercedes-benz is probably one of the ones that's done it best is they've created a a stadium to where you can congregate and socialize and watch the game if you want to watch the game if you don't want to watch the game that's okay too you can sit drink eat whatever it is in the comfort and 
you know, you don't have to have 40 people in your house. You can have 40 people at Mercedes-Benz or some of the other stadiums. So it's turned into more of an event-based um, experience. You want to go. So having, as this goes along, so does the food service. The food, the food service now, the level of quality, the level of selection, the means of delivery have all changed. So, and now if you look at what cinema is doing with in-seat service, theme parks with mobile, everyone else, you see what they're doing to have a higher quality food, a fresher food, a better tasting food, then they've all turned into hospitality point of sale systems. And not just point of sale, but hospitality systems, because there's more to it than just point of sale. Right. You've got your kitchen production systems. You've got your food systems. You've got, you know, your uh, reservation. You've got a lot there. So having now as they turn and they go into this, the venues, the ones that really want to create that experience has to take another level up. They actually have to go get a hospitality system that's built for hospitality hospitality as long as it has some of the uniqueness that it needs for this for the venue space like you know catering you know in those areas but if you take the catering out and you take out the event base part of it it's hospitality in and gotcha. yeah there's been several stadiums have tried it in the past and it failed but now the products are at a level especially the xenio product as it's as it's evolving here is at a level they'll support the venue space so it's really driven by how our culture has changed gotcha i mean so what you described in terms of you know hey you know a venue or let's say also a restaurant brand would select a point of sale or a technology stack and they live on that for 10 to 15 years at least that that's not very different from the restaurant industry right i mean the restaurant especially enterprise restaurant brands have a similar challenge and we've seen this groundswell over the last couple years of you know a lot of restaurant brands you know, looking at, you know, a next generation, you know, point of sale and restaurant system, right? Especially, you know, something cloud-based. And we also, you know, have seen that, to your point, in the stadium and events space. And I guess I'd like to dive in a little bit deeper on some kind of specific challenges that the stadiums and events have, these venues. What are some unique operational challenges that these venues are trying to accomplish by moving to a new cloud-based platform and upgrading their technology stack with something new versus, you know, the glorified cash register, to your point, Danny? AO, I don't know if this would be a good place for you to jump in, but, you know, what are those key challenges that these, you know, venues are trying to solve from a technology perspective that's causing them to look for new systems? Yeah, I think part of the challenge comes from kind of the uh, overall labor crunch that we're in. There, it affects many industries right now. Folks are yeah. are having a hard time getting folks uh, hired and keeping them on board, training them up. So you have to figure out new ways to, um, you know, to support your your fleet of uh, point of sale devices and to run your operations, deliver you know deliver a good quality service. Because as Danny had indicated. You've got to have deliver a stellar experience, or people will just stay home, right? Yeah. So, how do you deliver a stellar experience with kind of less people and needing to 
to digitize things that may have been manual in the in the past. So whether that's how the kitchen operates and the fulfillment of, of food and bev or, you know, order taking or closing out events, you've got to be able to do that in a way that's more automated, right? And you've got to be open to leveraging technology to do that, right? Also, um, on the IT side, you know, operators are struggling to make sure their facilities and their networks are secure from a cybersecurity perspective. So you need to work with firms that are up to snuff from that perspective as you convert to the cloud, right? Um, so there's just continuous need to modernize your capabilities to optimize how you're deploying labor and, and resources, um, you know, eliminating manual processes and, and driving digitization of your, your operations. So this process, just like every other industry, is kind of going on and hitting the venue space now. Um, in addition, I think another piece is there are so many niche providers that come in and, and pitch niche services that a lot of operators and owners are saying, man, who should we use for this little piece or this little piece? And is that provider going to be here two years from now? Or are they going to get acquired and now two competitors have to collaborate together? So they're also looking for kind of a single uh, hand to shake, if you will. Yeah. To, to say, hey, yeah, but, where can I go to get a lot of capability and, and, and partner with somebody for, you know, a good three to five to seven years without having to worry about, you know, a niche provider going away? Can you give us an example of what, a niche provider? Like when you say that, you know, what are the types of things that you're talking about when you say niche provider? Well, I know in the, you know, recently there have been um, providers that would only come in and do like mobile ordering. Right. right, and then that mobile ordering okay. provider would need to integrate into the point of sale, or maybe into a separate loyalty provider. Right, so now you've got three entities you kind of have to negotiate. They have to agree to play nicely together in the sandbox. A lot of times that doesn't happen. Projects get delayed and pushed out. So you know those are some things that Xenial and Global Payments brings to the table. We have all of those capabilities under one roof, one hand to shake, and. Uh, We've heard specifically from some of our, our marquee customers, Dan, Danny mentioned Mercedes-Benz, that that's one of the reasons why they said, oh, wow, one partner that we can work with and innovate with, you guys are co-investing with us on our roadmap, and we're providing you feedback and showcase on, on, on your roadmap. So, you know, it's, it's really kind of a, a way to take capabilities that we've built up for the restaurant space and now deploy it into a new area and uh, it's helping us, too, because we're finding new use cases that we hadn't thought about before, use cases that can also play in retail and other aspects of the entertainment industry. So it's been kind of like a, a good cross, you know, bi-directional conversation that we're having. I love that. That's yeah, that, I think that's that's really key. What you said is, you know, kind of ironing, iron sharpening iron and creating new opportunities for everyone involved, you know, where they're able to unlock new experiences for their fans because of the technology we provide. And we, you know, get to, you know, have new experiences in a vertical and, and enhance our platform as well to, to broaden its you know use. Um, which kind of, I want to pivot a little bit, Danny, this, this question I wanted to throw your way, you know, again, you've been in this industry for, for a long time and, and you've seen, um, all types of, you know, evolutions and comings and goings. Uh, but you know, as you think about the venues that, that you're talking to and, uh, you know, this is kind of an opportunity to, you know, give them a little bit of, uh, you know, kind of a lay of the land, if you will, and some, some helpful tips because, you know, it's something that, you know, people enjoy it. You, what are some good low hanging fruit, um, that these, these venues and, and, uh, event spaces can, 
you know, target in terms of improving their operational efficiencies by leveraging a, a new technology platform? Is there something that, or a couple things that come to mind um, around, you know, low hanging fruit that, you know, they'd be able to leverage quickly, especially if they're thinking about, you know, shifting providers and, and, and upgrading their technology stack? Well, probably kiosk and mobile is probably the two easiest ones. There's so many companies in the field today right now that's that's providing it um but it's you know if they want and you'll see this through the venues they've all they're all try it they'll all try the uh mobile or um, in seat or mobile or kiosk uh they've all pretty well tried it at some point uh it's just a matter of which ones that are providing it uh some of the kiosks are as simple as the point of sale turned around and the get the fan uses it instead of the cashier. Um, same way with mobile, it's just a copy of the point of sale screen. Those are sort of the where a lot of these niche providers, as I was pointing out, that's where they come in because they're faster to the market than we are. You know, uh, I'm not talking about us, but most of the large companies. These little niche, niche providers are faster to market. They'll go out and I'll try anything, and they'll put they'll put enough squirrels in the cage to make sure it happens <laughs> on that part of it. If, if you remember the old cartoon, so. <laughs> uh, but where it comes down to it, because they don't, it's not tested. It's not anything. They just put it in the field and see if it works. So, but those are pretty well. Um, you know, low-hanging fruit, it turns into bad fruit because it sets a bad precedence. It sets a bad taste in their mouth. And now when they really need to do something like that, they have, they have a bad experience. And now you have to come in. As I was talking about in Mercedes-Benz, they had some bad experiences with some of its providers. And now, you know, we've got to work through that to show that we can actually provide the system that actually works and the guidance for it to work. Because the guidance and the operators to embrace it are key to any technology change if you don't have those two things then it doesn't matter what you put in it's going to fail yeah danny i think you i think you hit the nail on the head is that you know when we have these disparate providers they can create you know they might be quick to market but a little rough on the experience sometimes especially if they're not integrated into to ao's point you know that everyone's talking to each other and it's a lot easier when, you know, all of those solutions come from the same company. And, you know, it kind of led me into my next question and this, it might be the answer, but I'd love for you to expand on it. AO is, you know, what do, you know, global payments in, in, you know, the Xenial software stack, what, what do, what do you bring to the stadium and event space that's different from the people who have been there for, you know, a long time, these established players, what, what makes, you know, working with global, you, such a good opportunity for these uh, stadium and events. And, and, you know, what have we heard from feedback from the, the folks that we've been talking to in that uh, area? Well, you know, I, th I think I start just from a global payments perspective, you know, global is always going to bring breadth and scale from a software solutions and payments perspective. So we're a known entity, you know, we're doing business in over 50 countries uh, around the world, hundreds of countries uh, uh, around the world. We have bases in, over, you know, in, in so many different locations. So we're, we're a known entity. We can scale 
And on the payment side, it's you know it's we're not that new to to stadiums to be quite honest. You know, we we take payments in hundreds of arenas today, particularly on the on the merchandise retail side. So um, our name's not not as known, but we have experience from an operations perspective and deployment perspective. Um, we're focused on delivering kind of best of breed uh, commerce enablement capabilities. It's kind of what we do. Um, so whether that's order taking or digital menus, back office, sweet catering, fan engagement, digital incentives, stored value, you name it, mobile wallets. Um, we're doing and investing in productizing these capabilities for this space, right? That includes fan analytics, as well as some of the newer use cases that uh, Danny kind of alluded to. You know, you know, a lot of people are starting to, to play around with unattended solutions, like standalone stores, scan and, goes la- scan and go lanes, kiosk-based ordering, food lockers. All of these things are um, happening because of the labor crunch that we talked about before. So if you have a flexible enterprise-grade hospitality solution, you're able to kind of interface into all these different modes, especially from a fulfillment or order-taking perspective, and have one, one uh, system of record, right? And it's going to just make event closeout easier. It's going to make innovating and fi- figuring out which one of these use cases are going to work for fans easier. So we focus on, on that, and that's what we kind of bring to the party. That's why we were selected by Mercedes-Benz and others to uh, kind of be that trusted innovation partner. Awesome. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's funny. I, you look at these stadiums, and, and for anyone who's been to a large stadium, especially an NFL stadium, uh, it's essentially like 200 restaurants in a single building, right? It's like it's like working with a large franchisee, and they're all going to go live at the same time. Um, and that, that was one of the easiest things that, you know, coming from the restaurant industry is, oh, this is just, you know, a 200-site uh, restaurant chain. They just all happen to be in the same building, uh, and their business hours are really wonky. Um, but it's what makes it exciting is that it, it. the thing I've noticed is it's so fast-moving, you know, it, it's it, which is, you know, a really challenging thing, but I think something that is really good and healthy for, you know, our platform and also, you know, f- to help stretch us in an, in, from an industry perspective. Well, and, yeah, and I, one, one thing I'll just add, Andy, is, you know, Danny touched on it that, you know, consumer expectations are changing. The right. culture's changing. You know, people really want to uh, to kind of have it their way as it relates to how they want to order and how they want to receive beverage. And everybody's trying to upgrade their experience. So a lot of the things that, uh, w- while stadiums have been laggards in the past, they're doing some really innovative things around, you know, a, you know, inclusive service areas, upgrading the experience, upgrading the food. And I think some of what they're innovating on now could carry over into, you know, traditional restaurant spaces, whether it's QSR or fast casual. So I think there's going to be kind of a, a blending of those those traditional lines that I think is going to be interesting to watch. Yeah, I was surprised. I, you know, I got to go to, you know, one of the Falcons games this last season down at Mercedes-Benz, you know, to, to see some of the installs of Xenial. And, you know, I, I was really blown away by the, the, the change from, you know, the first NFL game I went to, you know, back in the early 2000s. You know, the, the difference in terms of, uh, you know what's happening from a from a food and beverage standpoint is just is wild. Whether it's you know um, you know kiosks where people are going to pick up food um, on their own to you know there, there was one uh, you know I went to the, I went to a, a Hornets game here and they have you know these just go grab your own beer out of a fridge type of thing and it charges you and I'm just like 
what? This is wild. And and that's where I started to see, oh, this is very similar to what, you know, restaurants are doing where they're messing around with, with food lockers and grab and go. And hey, this is a mobile only, you know, restaurant that's going to just do, you know, mobile ordering and delivery pickup only. And I start to see the blend, you know, it's funny as, as the technology grows, they actually start coming closer together, which is one of the reasons I got so excited when we started getting into this, you know, industry on top of the restaurant industry. I mean, sports and entertainment and concerts, that's just a really exciting space to be in, you know, just right along with restaurants when you like food and beverage. And so I kind of wanted to ask you guys, you know, and Danny, I'll start with you. What excites you about this industry, especially when it comes to, you know, working with them in technology? What is exciting about the the stadium and events space that, you know, really makes you hopeful for the the future of this place and and where technology is going to bring them? I don't know. I just really love it. So I've been, <laughs> I, I got, I got in this business writing software for a carnival 40 years ago. <laughs> so, and it's sort of just, you know, went from there. It, it's exciting. It's fun. It's challenging. It is 365, 24, seven work. I mean, that's what it is. Um, uh, and it's an enjoyable work. You know, it's, it's one of those things though, that, uh, I, you know, I've worked with them all over the world. You've seen the different, you know, things, how they do it. My kids loved it going up because I never had to stand in line in a theme park ever, which <laughs> they thought that was great. Um, while I was working, they were playing. But it's, you know, it just, it, it's an exciting industry. Um, you, you see the same people all the time. You know, you you work with them. Uh, even the entertainment space, it's very, it's a very incestuous group. I've seen people that are working. <laughs> That's a word to describe it. <laughs> well, it's, you know, you, you see them. I, I, I saw someone at a trade show a couple of years ago and it was a venue trade show and they were over in the theme park business. So, what are you doing over here? And then I've seen people from the theme park business over into the, it, it, it's because, you know, it's sort of like when they gave me the airlines at NCR and it's like, what am I going to do with the airlines? I have no clue what I'm going to do with the airlines. But after one meeting with Alaska Airlines, it clicked. Basically, it was putting putting people in the seats and, you know, creating an experience for them. Um, You know, it's similar to when I worked for Disney, when I worked consultant for Disney, it's the Disney experience. We want to bring, we want you to come here. We want you to enjoy yourself. We want you to spend all your money. And then when you leave, you will think about, you won't think about all the money you spent. You'll just think, start planning my next trip here to give you all my money again. So it's that, it's it's that creating that experience that I enjoyed it. Was it worth it? Yes. Uh, You know, as ticket prices have got more and more expensive. You know, I saw somewhere for, you know, a family of four to go to an NFL game is like $800. Yeah. So, <laughs> but $800 won't get you two days at Disney. So was it, there's not that much difference here. So it's, it's, you know, it's that experience. It's excitement. It's fun. You know, the people you work with are great. The fans most of the time are great. There are sometimes, but, you know, I wouldn't be doing this. After 40 years, if I didn't enjoy it, it's fun. Uh, and I really like the people that I work with. So, and there's always going to be a new challenge. 
I yeah, and you, and you know Danny's bringing a ton of color to what we do uh, at Global Payments. I mean, the the experience and uh, relationships that he has is just worth so much. So we're we're so glad that he joined our team. And w- what excites me is is really about you know, you know coming out of the pandemic. Um, you know, it's interesting focusing on sports like during a pandemic because everything pretty much shut down, right? Yeah. So sports, when sports started to light back up again, it was like a big relief for the culture as a whole, right? Like, oh wow, we can go back to games. So the opiate for the masses. Exactly. So it was yeah. it was uh, it was really an exciting thing to see us come out of the pandemic, and it became really clear just in terms of if you follow consumer spending. You know, consumers want to travel, they want to take their kids on a trip, they want to go back to the movies, they want to go to amusement park. They want to take in a game. They want experiences, right? Right. And, uh, you know, this trend is going to continue. You know, I, I think fans are willing to pay a premium for great experiences. So the entire industry is changing. You know, you have to be focused on delivering a great customer experience or fan experience. And, you know, I think venue owners are upgrading their facilities to make sure they can tackle that. Um, so, you know, that includes the in-venue, in-venue dining experience, concessions, retail, other digital experiences, the whole nine. So for us, it's kind of like all of these things are happening. The, all these trends have been accelerated. So and we have all these capabilities that we can deploy. So it's, it's an exciting time to to be in this space with the capabilities that we have and uh, driving the types of innovations that we're driving. I mean, some of the things that Danny and team are working on uh, on the Xenial side are really going to change the fundamental way that uh, that F&B is delivered specifically, but we'll also start to look at the entire experience around retail, ticketing, other digital experiences that drive the fan experience. So, I mean, it's just kind of like a big playground for us. I love that. I think that's a great that's a great way to leave it. Uh, you know, it, it is an exciting time, and and you know, as a huge sports fan, it's always fun to see you know RFP after RFP come in for you know this team and that team. So you know, really excited for where this is going to go, and I think it's just going to be just so so beneficial for the industry as a whole as technology continues to change, and consumer experiences continue to change, um, and it, you know. It just becomes a really exciting thing to be a part of, especially when you're you're into innovation and pushing the envelope. So, we're we're really excited to see where this goes. Uh, gentlemen, thank you so much for your time today. Really appreciate you uh, taking time out of your busy days to chat with us. Um, and yeah, we hope to have you on again. Talk about some more stadium stuff that we're working on. Thanks, Andy. Appreciate it. If you have any questions about what you heard today, or would like to suggest a topic or guest for an upcoming episode, we want to hear from you. You can reach us at tablestakes at zenial.com. Our audio engineer is Joseph Hawk, and I'm your host, Andy Grindstaff.